Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Tuesday, March 16th. We were going live at 5 o'clock on the dot to break down all the free agency news anyway, but turn it on, Wilson. Sound the siren, baby. We got breaking Bears news. Colors. Oh, Bears a, colors. Oh, I thought it was an emergency siren, but that works oh, too. Andy Dalton, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN, signing a one-year deal with the Chicago Bears for $10 million. Yikes. This should just be me and Bleep right now. I should call Bleep up. Me and him should have a one-on-one emergency podcast. I don't know what's going through his head. Oh, my God. What's going through my head? If I'm a Bears fan, here's the first thing I'm thinking is, oh, my God, we're out of the Russell Wilson sweepstakes. We're done with Deshaun Watson. That's not happening. We're going with the Red Rifle. But if you're me, I think this is – this is. I thought all offseason this was the best fit for Andy Dalton. I thought if the Bears weren't going to pull off a trade, which, look, they're not getting Russell Wilson, they're not getting Deshaun Watson, that the best person out there in free agency for the Chicago Bears was Andy Dalton. They went out and got him. I think this is a fantastic move. I think the Bears might be my new Super Bowl pick. You're a Bears fan now, right? I I am a Bears fan. Like, you're allowed – I think you're allowed to have a cheat team in the other conference as a Bengals fan. I think if he wins the starting job, I'm a Bears fan. If he's the backup, like, in Dallas, eh, until he did become quarterback. But until you Until you snuck into Dak's house in the middle of the night and, like, like frayed his ankle with, like, a a cord saw so he would shatter his ankle and then Andy Dalton would take over. Oh, did you put that past breach? No. Not with Um, We're reaching out right now to Sean Wagner. We're going to have to find out what he's doing. Hurry up. Cause he, I can see him now. He's standing on top of a building about ready to jump. So if you want to talk to him, <laughs> you, better get, you better get a hold of him. Uh, all right. This is, honor. this is the second day of free agency recap pod. Wilburton, Ryan Wilson, and John breach here to break it all down. Um, look, let's, uh, let's circle back on some other stuff and we'll come back to Andy Dalton. Once we find out if Sean is available to join us, Debo, I mean, are we, are we okay having Sean join us? What's the status there? This is the Bears, right? Of course. We've only had Sean on once since July. Uh, that's that's too little in my opinion. I'd welcome him back. Okay. Um, and by the way, you can, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, which is the only place I think we're streaming, we're not on Twitch right now, you can leave comments in the chat. And if you have any questions related to uh, free agency, a player, a team, anything, we are happy to answer those. Additionally, Oh, point out that we'll be doing this again tomorrow, maybe four o'clock, maybe five o'clock. TBD, right? TBD on uh, on on our HQ responsibilities and what happens when the new league year opens at four p.m. Debo, do we know are we planning four or five for right now for tomorrow? Uh, plan is four now, but that could always change. I mean, going live right as the new right as the new league year opens would be pretty cool, just because. 
there's always some kind of spicy trade, like a Glazer Glazer tweet comes out. It's like Sam Bradford for Jimmy Graham, and you're like, what? Or wasn't it Sam? It was Sam Bradford for what are the the two big trades we've had happen on our watch, guys? Jimmy Graham for Max Unger was one of the big ones one year. (laughs) Jeez, we got an upper game. Is that a big one? That was a huge <laughs> trade at the time. Okay. Settle so, down. <laughs> are you crazy? Well, Breach and I are looking at you like you're crazy, so clearly you're the crazy one. This wasn't Bears Jimmy Graham. It was Peak Saints Jimmy Graham. Are you guys nuts? We knew that he wasn't going to be very good, so we were okay with it. He, he'd had The year before, he'd had 889 yards and 10 touchdowns. Okay. It was 2014, 2015. Y'all are crazy as hell. There's no way we were on the podcast in 2015, so you're making things up. No, I remember, but I, we weren't. No, we it didn't happen on the podcast. I'm saying like there's all, and then the Sam Bradford trade. That was a big deal. Sam Bradford was to the Vikings, or was it a different Sam Bradford trade? Then there was a Nick Foles trade. There's all kinds of trades that happened at the deadline. I don't think we're getting a Russ or a Deshaun Watson trade at 4 p.m., but we might get a Sam Darnold trade. Might get a Jimmy Garoppolo trade. By the way, the, right before we, we went live, the way you reacted to the news, you would have thought it was Russell Wilson got traded to the Bears. I was excited. And then you're like, hey, Andy Dalton's going to the Bears. But you were saying that in a way that you were happy that Sean and other Bears fans like Brunelli and Musso now have to endure, uh, eh, let's be honest, three games of Andy Dalton before he gets benched. For Nick <laughs> Falls? No. I mean, can you can you think of a less compelling combo then no. Nick Foles and Andy Dalton. And I'm I, just going to say right now, you can make an argument that Andy Dalton is the second best quarterback in that division. And not just the, the least compelling. I'm not going to answer that. I'm going to answer what? that. No, hold that's on, a hold t- on. you can't make that argument. You can absolutely make that argument. I, I had a Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff. No, no stop oh, I would take Andy Dalton over Jared Goff. Did you see? I mean, thank God that Brinson deleted the nine and seven nonsense. I, I was saying at one point last year, but did you see Andy Dalton play? In Dallas, breach. I mean, I don't know what you're smoking, but it is potent. <laughs> I have an idea what he's smoking. Dishwasher detergent. That's the only way you could possibly Tide Pod. Yeah, it's, he's just breach is just he's breach has like a. It looks like he's got a dip in, but it's actually just a Tide Pod. All right, well, you're starting a team tomorrow. Are you taking Jared Goff or Andy Dalton? Hey, Jared, Jared Goff. Goff. No, no, no. Yes. Everyone's taking Jared Goff. Is, are my Andy Dalton blinders on? Yes, you're the you're Dalton blinders no. are on. Look, the Bears, by the way, do we think, hey, I guess I would, quickly, I would. Let me ask you this before you go on. Why don't you put up a post, Brinson, asking that very question on Twitter. Which, okay. If you're starting now, a team tomorrow, Jerry Goffer. And also, let me ask you guys starting a this. team tomorrow. Uh, about the Bears and Andy Dalton. Uh, does this make Ryan Pace look smart or dumb in the sense that he could have not traded there for goes. Nick Foles last year. And there goes signed, Breach Bot. Read the, read he could have signed Andy Dalton in 2019. Like Breach, he, Andy Dalton is terrible. It doesn't No, matter. no, no. That's, oh, that's beside yeah. the point. I'm saying if you wanted Andy Dalton, why'd you jump through all the hoops of pulling off a Nick Foles trade when you could have just signed him in free agency that, last year? That's, that's what point. I'm saying here. That's, that's, Nick, Nick Foles got a lot of money, if I recall. Is that right? What was the Nick Foles deal last year? Do you he remember? got traded. No, then he they redid his deal to free up some money because oh, he had. Oh, okay, okay. They took. He, I think he actually lost some guaranteed money, or they increased well, his guarantees, but his salary went down. In that sense, I don't. I don't care. It's a half a dozen of one. It's just a matter of you had to do more paperwork as opposed to doing it once last year with Andy Dalton. You do it twice with Nick Foles and Andy Dalton. So, um, look, the, look. The bottom line is. The Micah Eason or Eason is correct. We do need a bet that involves. Uh, breach ending up with an Andy Dalton Bears tattoo of some kind. Bears jersey tattoo, like it, the 
It, it looks like a jersey. Or he gets all like time. Dalton tattooed on his back. If Andy Dalton, how do you know? I already don't have an Andy Dalton tattoo on my back. That's a fair point. That's that's true. Yeah, you could have his like fa- you could have you could have Andy Dalton's actual facial skin on your back. Bro, we know. Yeah. And uh, double emergency podcast because Tyrod Taylor just signed with the Texans. We got craziness going on. How is that? But I don't know. That's is that because maybe the, they're they're giving up on Deshaun Watson. They're saying we got to get a quarterback. Okay, in all here. right. Well, let's 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 zoom out a one little at a bit. Time. Let's well, no 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 no. I'm let's zoom out a little bit here. Let okay. me say let me say one more thing though before we move on from Andy Dalton. No, we're not moving on from Andy Dalton. Okay. I want to I want to zoom out and say Andy Dalton signing with Chicago, Dak signing with the Cowboys, yeah. the Raiders dismantling their offensive line, Jameis both, signing both strategy. With, Right. Jameis signing with the Saints. Are we willing to say that Russell Wilson's not getting traded now? Or is it still too early in that proceedings? I think it's still too early because something crazy could happen where he ends up like in Houston or Miami or like something. Or, new, or the Jets. Yeah, the Jets. I think that was who knows what his list was. But um, no, I, his, his list was the Saints, Cowboys, Raiders, and um, Bears. Bears. Yeah, so New York wasn't on the list. But I, I feel like if you're able to go to South Beach or able to go to New York City, you're, you're probably going to consider it. Uh, so it's funny because um, Sean Wagner McGuff is tweeting now about how he's not particularly crazy about the deal. Joe Musso, who we work with, who's a, a Bears fan, um, just tweeted, I'm dizzy with rage. Meanwhile, Breach is over here doing jumping jacks. He's so excited that Andy Dalton has a job as, in Breach's words, possibly the second best quarterback in that division. That's where we're at. And if you're a Bears fan, you you should be thrilled with having the second best quarterback. Kirk, in the Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is literally a poor man's Kirk Cousins. That's what he is. Like it's what are you talking about? No, the no, second he's best not even. He's not even poor. He's a hope. Like he has no money. He's. A I would like to say that in Brinson's poll, Andy Dalton is doing better than I thought. <laughs> I thought it would be like ten percent to ninety percent. <laughs> what is it? Eighty to twenty? Nine seventy-five to twenty-five. This is the best possible. Like this is this is so great for me personally. Because it consolidates so many of the people that I want to see suffer and deal with pain into yeah. one spot. So you take Breach, and then you had Fernelli, Matt Snyder, Bleep Wagner, all all these Bears fans. Joe lump- Musso. Right. I, I don't want Musso to suffer, but actually he does kind of troll me on Twitter. Yeah. And um, I, one thing I w- will say real quick about Andy Dalton going to the Bears is that uh, I had been saying that that would make sense. And one reason why I thought the Bears would eventually sign him is because their offensive coordinator is Bill Lazor. Uh, He spent three years with Dalton in Cincinnati. And so if you're bringing in a new quarterback, one thing you want to do, especially if you're in a situation that the Bears are in, where Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace could get fired if the Bears aren't good this year. And so what you don't want to do is bring in a quarterback who's basically starting from starting from scratch and starting from square one. Uh, you bring in a guy who's familiar with your offensive coordinator who knows how to run a system. You don't have to do that. Uh, and so obviously that's what the Bears did. They said, you know what? We, we're, we don't have enough. The Seahawks aren't answering our phone calls. We can't get Russell Wilson. What do we do? Let's bring in someone who knows our offense. And that is Andy Dalton. Breach, let me put it to you this way. And this is like listening to you drone on when a quicker signs a deal. Like this is in your wheelhouse, but it, it literally appeals to one-tenth of one percent of the population no no the bears fans that's like 10 percent <laughs> angry they are so angry right now you're trying to sell it but let me ask that's you what this. They, they need the chipper guy right here to convince them why this is it a just good makes thing. you angrier it's like when you break your your arm and you stand over them going well at least you didn't break both your legs that's the good news but let me ask you so ryan pace probably should have been fired if yes bears fans matt nagy probably should have been fired if you if yes bears fans they botched up the whole you know 2017 draft we don't have to re- revisit that 
if you're on the edge of losing your job, is your instinct to give up on Russell Wilson and sign Andy Dalton to save your job? That's where I'm at. Well, I think it's more about this is the this is what I was saying all along about Russ is that these teams can't try because like the Seahawks are gonna, if they're going to trade Russ, it's going to be after June first when they want to do it, and you're going to have to get a ton back. These teams you can't wait until June first to. Um, to try and to try and trade like to try and trade for Russell Wilson if you're the Bears you have to have some sort of plan in place. So yeah. you have Nick Foles, what's the difference? I mean <laughs> exactly. <laughs> one one guy's a little more religious than the other? I don't know. <laughs> like, your job your job is on you are the line. you are you are big. Maybe this is just a move by uh Ryan Pace to go all in with Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Like you get the two most religious. They should trade. They should have traded for Carson Wentz. Then you're just all in on the and you get Russell. And all of a sudden you're the four biggest like Jesus guys out there. And, and this move means that Trubisky is a hundred percent gone, right? You're not having Trubisky falls. They are getting rid of the Dalton best on your roster. That's right. They're getting Correct. rid of the best quarterback to bring in what two Nonsense. guys who, as Brent Brinson mentioned, are two of the least exciting quarterbacks in the league, probably. And I would argue least exciting duo in probably anything they undertake, whether it's uh, a three-legged race, whether it's horseshoes, uh, anything, whether shooting free throws, playing horse, these guys are will bore you. That's how they're going to beat people, boring them to death. Look, so the, the, look the, the Bears, I mean, all this talk, like what, I think it's like Dan Orlovsky had that trade that we were talking about where it's like the Bears give up Kyle Fuller and Khalil Mack and, for you know, there was a three-way trade with the Jets, Bears, and Seahawks to get Russell Wilson to Chicago. Like, I mean, look, Russ is great, but if you have to give up half your team to get him, I mean, getting Andy Andy Dalton at least gives you a decent floor, I think, here. I mean, I'm, I, I, yes, I, and I do agree with that, and I don't think that's a crazy thing to say because, look, if Andy Dalton's proven one thing, it's if you put a solid team around him, he's game manager enough, slightly better than a game manager, and he'll get you to the How is he better than Nick Foles, who, by the way, has no, – he's, he's be- I think he's better than Nick Foles. Nick Foles had one great run. Hold on. No, 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 no. One question. One question. Really good Nick Foles is better than Andy Dalton, but bad Nick Foles is worse than Andy Dalton. You you didn't see Andy Dalton play last year, though. He's terrible. They have have what some would call an ascending offensive line, right? They've been the Bears. They're a decent offensive line. You know who wants one of those? Russ Wilson. Right. Well, yeah. (laughs) Look, I think it's – I didn't see the details of Orlovsky's trade, but I don't have any issue with the idea of blowing up a terrible team to get a star player as opposed to just trying to slap tape on a gunshot wound and hope it magically heals itself. Look, there was, there's no option. They, this is the bears were, are, have bad draft picks. They don't have the movable assets. They don't have a ton of like, like, maneuverability in terms of salary cap room and there just aren't a bunch of quarterbacks out there they were screwed they weren't going to get a great quarterback in the draft they weren't going to get a great quarterback via trade because again the houston and seattle aren't trading with them without involving some other trade partner who would have wanted the quarterback that they were trading for so your only answer was to take that bleeding gunshot wound and slap a paw patrol band-aid on it and that's what andy dalton is he is um, you know, an expired Paw Patrol Band-Aid, if anything. You and know, you know what? A lot of people like Paw Band-Aid Patrol, Brinson. 
I wear Paw Patrol band-aids all the time. My point being is that this was the end result for the Bears, that they were going to be the ones on the outside looking in, especially once the Saints signed Jameis Winston and the, and Washington signed Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's, you know, New England said Cam Newton. That, it's like you're in a room with a guy. There's there's one guy in a room with one chair. And it's Andy Dalton in the bear in a bear's like colored chair. And that's just that's how the carousel was going to end for Chicago. And it was sort of a fait accompli. Yeah, wait a second. You were of the opinion that Russ Wilson wasn't out of the sweepstakes and uh, up until 15 minutes ago, weren't you? I I've been pretty bearish on I mean, not bearish on Russ going to the Bears, but uh pessimistic about the Seahawks trading Russell Wilson all along. Trying so, to steal, trying to steal Breach's Thunder. He got one right and naming Andy Dalton to the Bears. And you're, I'm not trying to steal his thunder. I just, I didn't think the Bears were going to be involved. The, the Bears fans are delusional psychopaths. And now you're one, Breach. So this fits. But, you know, they, they, they thought they're like, we're just going to get Deshaun. It's like, how? What are you trading to get Deshaun Watson? Oh, we'll just get Russ. What? How are you, what are you offering Seattle that they're going to give you Russell friggin' Wilson? Now, I, mean, I will say on the honesty, sorry, Wilson, real quick, that, Look, if we learned one thing from all these offseason press conferences that the Bears have had, uh, the front office has basically said, look, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, there's a good chance they're going to get fired if the Bears are not good in 2021. And they have put all their eggs in the Andy Dalton, Nick Foles basket. Oh, which, my God. Which please, is kind of mind-blowing. Please, 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 NFL scheduling gods, we don't ask much, but we do ask you to put the Bears on primetime seven or eight times this year. And one of those games when they play the Bengals, please. Okay, let me ask you guys this. So uh, we touched on it. Breach broke the news on, on, I think he's the first time anyone's ever broken news on a live stream uh, on the Pick 6 television program. He mentioned Tyrod Taylor going to Houston on the one-year deal. So you have a chance to sign one of these three quarterbacks to help your team, your average football team. You can get Tyrod one year, 12 million. You can get Andy Dalton one year, 10 million, million, or you can get Jameis one year, 10 million. Who are you getting? I want Jameis. Mm, only one of those guys has been to the playoffs multiple times. I'm taking Dalton out of those three. Oh, my gosh. I mean, if you're the Bears, you're taking Jameis all day long. And I, I do wonder if it, it was the done deal that Jameis wasn't leaving because he knew that Drew was retiring, and he's definitely going to be the starter, at least a very good chance. And why go to Chicago where it's cold and all that? What? I will say, Wilson, that if I was Ryan Pace or Matt Nagy, I think my first choice of the free agent quarterbacks probably would have been Ryan Fitzpatrick, of all people. And I wonder if the Bears were even thinking about him. But obviously, he signs last night. They're like, oh, crap, we're running out of quarterbacks this time. We got to do something now. He got a $10 million deal, too, I think. The only reason I didn't include him is because um, even he, he's not, he doesn't have the arm strength, I feel like, to throw in December in Chicago consistently. And as crazy as he throws, you know, some of the decisions he makes, it seems like it would just exacerbate the interceptions. Whereas Andy Dalton isn't going to throw the ball through a wall, but his arm is certainly good enough. He doesn't make this type of nutty decisions that can, you know, sometimes win if you're Ryan Fitzpatrick, but a lot of times ends up in interceptions. So Dalton to the bears. Very exciting. That's the biggest. Was that, was that even the biggest news? Are we getting Sean no. on? Hunter Henry was the biggest news. I'm right? kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's not even close to the biggest news. Um, by the way, somebody pointed out uh, in, in the chat that Tyrod Taylor is white Andy Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's a better, he's a better athlete than Andy Dalton, isn't he? It would be Andy Dalton is white Tyrod Taylor, but yes. <laughs> um, you see, because Tyrod's not white. No, I get it. Yeah, Andy I Dalton's didn't get it. it. <laughs> yeah, nobody got it. Um, <laughs> 
we mentioned Jameis Winston. He re-signed with the Saints. That is pretty notable, I think. A one-year, $12 million deal, but it's very similar to Cam Newton's deal in New England in the sense that um, Jameis Winston is, I believe, set to get, oh, I think it's $3.5 million. Maybe it's $5 million. One of those guys is getting five, one's getting three and a half, and I can't remember which one. But it's it's incentive-laden, and it's Jameis saying, I'm going to bet on myself. Yeah, Jameis is five and change. Yeah, okay, sorry. So, yeah, five and change for Jameis. He's saying, I'm betting on myself, playing in Sean Payton's offense. But the Saints, I think this is a really nice play by the Saints because they have hedged their bets on a possible Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson trade. And, I, again, I don't think Russell Wilson gets traded – but the Saints and the and the Seahawks, as we mentioned, Jimmy Graham, Max Unger, have done big blockbuster trades in the past, and um, this, the Saints are on Russell Wilson's list. I think clearly Sean Payton would be interested in Deshaun Watson. So, and the Saints have you know, draft picks, not great, but they do have some assets that they could move: Marshawn Lattimore, Ryan Ramchick, etc. My my point being is that I love this signing for the Saints because Jameis has a lot of upside. He doesn't cost anything. You have Taysom Hill, who you signed to a fake four-year, $140 million contract as a, uh, you know, it's probably going to be like 70-30, Jameis Taysom Hill. And if you can go get, an, if you can go make an aggressive move to get a big splash quarterback, you have that option as well. Or if you want to try and dabble in the draft, th- there's not, the Saints haven't boxed themselves in at all. And that's a really impressive job considering, you know, where Drew Brees is retiring. Yeah, I mean, I think that's right. I think that's the reason that, there's probably no consideration or at least no interest in James's part of going elsewhere because Drew's retired. Ooh, and by the way, the saints just traded Malcolm Brown to the Jaguars to free up some salary cap space. Oh, I thought they'd cut him already. No, they cut uh Quan Alexander. I have to check that. I had him on my list. Interesting. Maybe they had plans on cutting him and they were able to trade him. Hey, they were going to cut him and they ended up trading him to the Jaguars instead. All right, cool. So that's, but that's, you know, you, you don't have to eat the dead, uh, I guess you eat the dead money, but you don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a good move by them. I will say about this quarterback thing, seeing this, uh, whether it's Ryan Fitzpatrick, Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, where we just had a bunch of these quarterbacks who potentially could be starting, likely starting uh, next season, and they all signed for under $15 million. You know, we used to spend all this time talking about how the market for a starting quarterback. First, you know, Derek Carr signed that $25 million per year deal, and we're like, is Derek Carr worth that much? Then Jimmy Garoppolo signed uh, that monstrous deal. And it just felt like the market kept going up and up and up. And now it's like, I don't know if it's because of the pandemic salary cap, but it feels like there's all of a sudden been some sort of correction where I think only the top half of the NFL, maybe the top 15 guys are making more than $25 million per year. And now you're going to have almost half the league, half the starters making under uh, I, I think maybe $20 million per year, which is kind of mind blowing considering where it looked like, you know, Ben Roethlisberger is under $15 million now. Uh, if it's Patrick starts and obviously you have all the rookie quarterbacks uh, who are all under that number. So it's really kind of interesting to see how that quarterback market has developed in favor of teams because the quarterbacks just aren't as expensive uh, unless you're talking about getting a top 10 guy. So by the way, the saints, guess how much they are over the cap. Now, remember they were $66 million over the cap a week ago. There were 66 over or under a week ago? 66 over a week ago. Oh, over in the red. Yeah. 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 Now they are $150 in the black. I'll say uh, $8,000 over. Uh, Six million, but okay. 
That's really good. That's like they have, they can get down to six million more, and they'll free up another eleven million dollars on June first when they, um, assuming if they want to, uh, Drew Brees's uh, is twenty two million dollars in dead cap money will now be eleven million dollars in dead cap money. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that works. I need to read that. He when he retires, does his does it stay at his normal cap charge until he files retirement paperwork? I would think that's the case. So in other words, he announces his retirement. He stays at 12 million. And then the number changes when he files the retirement paperwork. No, I think they're going to do it post June 1st. I think the saints can have it hit the cap whenever when it's retirement, because then if, if they knew he needed, if breeze knew the saints seat of money, he would just hold off till June 1st. So like the saints would ask him to do it. Yeah. 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 So there'd be no reason Right, he'll do it whenever they need him to. But you know what I'm saying? Like the the way that, you know, like if he announces it, because you can announce you're retired all you want. You're not actually retired until you file. You do it once a week. I mean, as an NFL player, but yes. Yes, that's when I go play golf once a week, I'm retired. Um, As an NFL player, you're not actually retired until you file that retirement paperwork. So I think that Breeze, until he files that retirement paperwork, will still count um as 12.225 million against the cap when he files the retirement paperwork it'll go up to 22.65 and yeah i know guys in the chat they redid his contract but i'm telling you what the redid redone contract looks like but if it's after june 1st it's 11.15 which i would guess is what they do because then you're going to save a million bucks um in cap space uh oh um somebody nick alexander jones is asking what's dak's cap hit. Dak's cap hit was going to be $37 million. The Cowboys did the dummy years on the back end, six years total, four-year contract, but did the dummy years to spread the signing bonus out and reduce it down to $22.5 million cap hit this year. So they so have they basically pay- saved $15 million, freed up $15 million in space by signing <laughs> Dak. What, did Sean answer us? What is he doing? I can't... Sean, I, I do have a tweet from Sean. He says, Prime Andy Dalton is like the second or third best QB in Bears history. Wait, you left out the important part, the first three words of that tweet. Oh, I didn't want to. D- did I? What? Okay, it's fine. John, John says he has a few minutes. Debo, can we get him on? He says the sad thing is, and then yep. he said the tweet that breached. Oh, we don't it. need to bring that part up. It's not sad. <laughs> well, that's funny because Adrian Amos, formerly of the Bears and now with the Packers, I do believe, the, the safety sent out a tweet of three laughing emojis. What do you think that means? And Lance Briggs, former Bears linebacker, uh, <laughs> sent out this emoji, the face smack. Like, oh, my God, what are we doing here? So, so as it stands... Uh, there's one proponent of the move, and that's John Breach, and everyone else appears not to be happy about it. I am going to find someone on Twitter who is happy with this move. Yeah, I can't yeah, actually, be the only person. Find a tweet. Let me see. I'm actually I'm curious. Sure, I mean, it's not Bears fans, so you have to go somewhere else. I mean, like Bengals fans, I guess, are happy because Andy Dog gets a starting job. Maybe right. gets a maybe gets a starting job. He he doesn't definitely beat out Nick Foles. That's the other thing. I mean, is that a guarantee? Um, all right, while we wait for uh, Bleep Wagner McGuff to join the, the podcast, which I think is going to happen. Um, yeah, I'm, we'll, I'm, I'm over it. Let's move on. Yeah, I'm sort of <laughs> over it, too. Um, sorry, I'm, Debo. We should have gotten him on earlier. I'm kidding. Should, should I, I ask? Should I get him or no? Yeah, get him, of course. All yeah, right. get him on, yeah. Um, well, we'll talk real quickly before he comes on. Washington signed Ryan Fitzpatrick on a one-year deal worth up to $12 million, according to a report. Uh, he, they are not out necessarily on the Sam Darnold sweepstakes. If we're lot, scratch-off lottery, I guess, would be a better way to call it. Um, who, um, who reported that? 
was it a lot Vince, of people? Vince Standing, maybe? I'm, oh, I'm just okay. I'm, th- I'm just guessing. I apologize if I got it wrong. Okay, um, I, didn't, I didn't even know that was a thing. All right, they're not but, getting Darnold. Ryan Wilson will get a Sam Darnold tattoo if the Washington trades for Darnold. It's not going to happen. You heard it the, here first. The um no 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 no. So but the, the logic is okay. We the, the Washington's been in on all these quarterbacks. The problem for Washington is they won the crappy division last year, so they have a decent. They had, don't have a decent draft pick. Thank you. And, yeah, they're 19th, and they don't have a ton of you know assets that they can move in order to get a quarterback. And so the logic for them is that you go out and you sign Ryan Fitzpatrick on this deal. You know you can get 8 to 10 to 12 great games of, or like decent games of Ryan Fitz, fun games of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, four games where he absolutely tanks your season if you get 16. But he's an option to at least raise your floor up with the roster that they have. And, you know, given that, you can now – sort of hold firm in the Sam Darnold stuff. If you want to get Sam Darnold, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to just acquiesce to whatever demands the Jets have. You know, you're not, let's say, let's say Fitzpatrick signs in New England with Cam Newton and the Bears get Andy Dalton. Suddenly there's nobody left. You would, you know, you would need to basically give the Jets what they want for Sam Darnold. And now you can play a a little bit more chicken, I think. I like Fitzpatrick to yeah. Washington. You I, I love mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, I, 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 my I two bet. favorite quarterbacks just signed today, so I'm, I'm going to love this. This was also on the same uh, video where I, I predicted Dalton to Chicago. I predicted Fitzpatrick to Washington. And the reason I like this fit, because we talked a lot about Fitzpatrick, Wilson, we did the quarterback podcast. And one of the things is that Fitzpatrick has never been on a really good team because most teams view him as kind of a bridge quarterback. And if you're in need of a bridge quarterback, you're usually not a team that's eyeing the playoffs. You're in the middle of revamping your roster and looking for that next great quarterback to bring in. And so this year's Washington team might be the best team that Fitzpatrick's ever been on, except for maybe last year's Dolphins team when he should have been the starting quarterback, except that he got benched because Brian Flores didn't know what he was doing with the quarterback situation, but knew what he was doing with literally everything else. And so you look at what they have a great defense. I don't think there's any reason to even go after Sam Darnold because I don't think he's a big enough upgrade for what you're going to have to give up to get him. And then you look at what Fitzpatrick has, Terry McLaurin. I mean, he could put up big numbers. You have Antonio Gibson. They've got some offensive weapons. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Who are the other offensive weapons? I just named two of them. And I'd like to hear the third one. Well, you, you go out and sign one. Wait, who Is did that- you say? Oh! Ah! <laughs> Hey, congratulations. He hasn't, he hasn't Sh- taken that hat off since the last time we talked to him. <laughs> you, can all, you can auction that hat off for uh, for as many dollars as wins as Andy Dalton will have in, in 2021 with the Bears. So four. So, Sean, it's good to see you. But, What's up, uh, buddy? Let, let, let me start with this. Uh, we've been scrolling through Twitter, seeing your, your not-so-happy tweets and angry t- tweets from other Bears fans. Among the three of us on this podcast, who do you imagine loves this move and has been defending it and also said <laughs> that this guy has a chance to be the second-best quarterback in the division? The second-best quarterback in the division? Like, I know we're down on Jared Goff, but, I mean, come on, Breach. You're not that crazy. <laughs> what? No, I'm taking Andy Dalton over Jared Goff. Let's go check out Will Brinson's Twitter poll and see how that one's faring. So I, I'm sad you guys – I was creating this account, whatever we're streaming on here, and I'm sad you guys can't see it because I changed it to Andy Dalton, number one fan, which I thought was going to rile up Breach. Um, I mean, I'm so apathetic, I think is the word. This just you, feels... seem, you seem defeated. Yes, yeah. That well, is, that's because he's even, a Bears fan. That has nothing to do with Andy Dalton. I'm not even mad because someone last – 
everyone last night when the rumors of Dalton were starting were pointing out that look like Ryan every Bears fan was like Ryan Pace's job on the line he's not going to go into this final year with Andy Dalton as his savior and I tweeted something about like this is the guy who traded up one spot for Trubisky who thought his solution to solving Trubisky was Nick Foles and before he even drafted Trubisky signed Brinson's favorite quarterback Mike Lennon uh, to, to a two-year, three-year deal, whatever that ended up being. He might just be that stupid to think that he is a Andy Dalton away from saving his job. He just might be that bad at evaluating. Well, let me ask you this, Sean. Well, because... I mean, what would lead you to believe anything other than he is that bad <laughs> that's at his what I job? Last night, and then it happens. And the one thing I'm going to say is that if this is all the Bears do at quarterback, I'm actually not going to hate it because my biggest fear coming into the season was you have such a desperate general manager who has shown a blatant disregard to value draft picks of any kind that I was worried they were going to give up a ton of picks or players for a huge gamble. I'm not talking about a Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson, just someone who's not that good. And I was worried about letting Ryan Pace mortgage the future that he's not even going to be around for. So well, this is all they do. It's a total waste of a year. That's what I'm saying. It's would, a total waste. Nothing you... is going to happen this year. Did at any point, did you think that Russell Wilson was a possibility? And would you be willing, and I made this argument before he came on, I'm willing to blow up the team for Russell Wilson as opposed to keeping this team together to win six games with Andy Dalton and Nick Foles. Yeah, I was. I would give the Seahawks or the Texans whatever they wanted to acquire either of those two, those two quarterbacks. I, I don't think that anything that the Bears have is what either of those teams want. Well, I, No, I agree because, if I mean, I don't think it's going to happen um but i i agree with you brinson because the bears pick isn't good enough this year and then <laughs> jesus and then um not, Some much, things has, ever not changed. much has changed this week. Um, it's 5 30 what do you want from me and, and then if the bears got a russell wilson they're not going to be the seahawks would not be picking very high um with those however many first round picks the bears were to give them so i i don't think it's going to happen I always thought it was a long shot. I thought it was like, fun to play with online, but like, like, just, like what is, happen. what is the, I mean, genuinely, what is the trade that the bears would offer that the Seahawks would go? Oh, three first round picks, three second round picks, and basically their pick of defensive players. So it's like Khalil Mack, Kyle Fuller, and three first round picks. I don't think they would picks. want Khalil Mack because I don't think they'd want that contract. I think you'd go for like Jalen Johnson, uh, Roquan Smith, or, um, Eddie Jackson or Kyle Fuller, like one of those, and maybe throw in Akeem Hicks. Cause I think, so could you go? Could you go like Roquan's? But like all those. Well, I mean, Jalen Johnson's really. I mean, those guys are good, but they're also like going to need deals soon. And the Seahawks just traded two first round picks for a safety. Like the the Seahawks, if they're going to do this deal, if the, see, Seattle doesn't want to be Chicago. That's the problem. Like Seattle's like you know, Seattle's not going to give up like Russell Wilson to for the stuff that Chicago has to then become the bears who are in a pinch because they don't have a quarterback. Like you just win nine games with, with Russell Wilson. Uh, so I, I just never thought it was in the cards for the bears to do the trade, which is why, as we, as I pointed out before you came on, Sean, that by the way, good to see you, buddy, that um, it, it, this is always sort of like where we were headed, that the bears settle at quarterback and there's no way ownership is going to like green light Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace trading everything away and then fire them a year later. Like you either, you either are fully committed to your coaching, coaching staff and your front office. And you say, all right, we trust you go give up everything for Russell Wilson. Is, is there a chance 
that the Bears ownership actually is committed to them because signing Andy Dalton is not a save my job kind of move by either of those two Here guys. Is, here's an update real quick from Adam Schefter. Chicago made, quote, a very aggressive pursuit of Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson, and the Bears were told that Seattle is not trading him at this time. Mm-hmm. And end of tweet, and that is what caused them to just give up and go after Andy Dalton. Give up is the right word. Let me before Sean goes. Let me ask this quickly because I asked these two guys this, and um, Sean's like, "I'm leaving." <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're out. So look, uh, hey, can Andy, you give us can you give us a tour of your of your? Just let me ask a question. <laughs> you know what else hasn't changed, Sean? Uh, Brenton interrupting everything you say. So Andy Dalton, these are all the same one year, ten year deals ish. Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, Tyrod Taylor, or they just signed by the Dolphins, Jacoby Brissett. If you had to be as a Bears fan, who do you want? Fitzpatrick isn't included. You can no include Fitzpatrick. Him. Nope, 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 nope. Because okay, I said no I would take Fitzpatrick. You cannot include Fitzpatrick. I don't think he has the arm strength to play there in the in the wintertime. Not would, included. He's not included. I would take Jameis Winston. Yeah, that's what we said. That's uh, by the way, Matt in the chat, don't put this one up, Debo, but I was going to say, he said, LOL, bleat no, duh bears. And by the way, you know you're a, you're a really intelligent uh, YouTube commenter when you write duh bears. Like, what, what is this, an SNL skit, Matt? Get out of town. Would never do that, LMAO effing idiots. And then he says, no one is giving three first, three second, and a players for a 32-year-old quarterback, LMAO. <laughs> See, that's this is, this is what I'm talking about. This is the Bears fans that I need shot into my thank, veins. Thank you, thank you. You. There are a large contingent. There is a large contingent of Bears fans on the internet who thinks you can't give up first round picks in a middle linebacker for a 32 year old top five quarterback right now in the NFL. Right. It is insane. If I'll that see. opportunity presents itself, you give the Seahawks whatever they want. And obviously, it's not going to happen as Breach just read the Schefter tweet. Um, and there's a reason the Seahawks aren't going to take that offer because, as you said, Brenton, it turns them into the bears, which is a very good defense. But if you don't have a quarterback, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. It's, I mean, look, the bottom line is the, the bears were not getting Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson. They are settling for a mid-level quarterback. And that mid-level quarterback was because no one was left was Andy Dalton. Sean, let me ask you this. If you had known that the bears were going to eventually sign Andy Dalton this year, would you have preferred they just do it last year and not go through the whole Nick Foles horse and pony show? Yes. I mean, I prefer, I mean, look, it's not like Andy Dalton lit the world on fire in Dallas last year. I don't think Thank it would have made, Thank I, you. I don't think it would have made a difference ultimately, but yes, heading into last year's uh, free agency trade market. I was hoping that the bears, if they were going to sign a veteran was going to be Andy Dalton. I thought Dalton would be better in Dallas than he actually was he was good in Dallas. But that said, this to me feels like a complete waste of a season. The Bears are pretty much just running it back, and we just saw what their ceiling is with a bottom-level quarterback. You might as well just bring back Trubisky. I mean, at least he can move. And Breach, for the record, it's dog and pony show. It's not horse and pony show. Uh, Sean's Have you neighbor... ever been to a horse and pony show? No. That's weird. Um, Sean. How do you think ponies are born? Sean, before we, let you, ponies. before we let you go, obviously, we do need some updates on your life. It's been a while. We text with you. not as You know, it, we, I would say we're drifting apart. Um, you know, we spent enough time with you where it's not. Um, oh, just so you know, Brenton, me, Sean, and Breach have an old separate text. We talk all the time. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, I don't believe that. That would be a green thread, too. <laughs> the, thread, the thread that you and Sean had separately where you, who knows what you talked about. Uh, behind my back was a blue. You know everything that we talked about. I, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm, 
I'm joking. There's no way Wilson would add a separate green thread to his life. Oh, no, absolutely not. That was so I don't buy. I know, I know. Uh, so, Sean, um, some updates. Uh, we have a question in the in the chat. Someone wants to know an update on your dating life. We have no, we, ha- we the three of us have no bleep and clue. Uh, what's, you know, what's your, you think I miss, I miss Sean a lot. Of course, I, I don't think it's secret. I miss Sean all the time. Um, what, uh, what's going on in the, in the old love life there? I think. Oh, that's a good, that's a good start. No, no, no. (laughs) This time a year ago. um, You're not engaged, are you? No, I'm not engaged. This time a year ago was actually today our first HQ show for all the free agency during the pandemic. I don't know if you guys remember that. There was the one that we actually, they made us actually dress up for. Um, And I, and I, I thank you base with mustard. Um, That's what I'm getting at right now. Um, I know that because my girlfriend sent me a video today of her on the couch behind the oh, camera yeah, right. that was filming me doing it with like me also on the TV. Um, so yes, things are still going very well. Oh, she, so she, you're still dating the same girl? Yeah. Would, would she? Yeah, say I, would she say they're going very well? She would say they're going very well. <laughs> all right. All right well, uh, so are you? Would you say you guys are going steady? I think the kids are using that phrase. I mean, it's been it's been over a year. I would say so. Yeah, but and, a pandemic year. So. And she came out to Colorado. Is that right? Yeah, she'll be here in a couple of weeks as well. There you go. So yeah. But she didn't. She hadn't moved out there permanently. No, not yet. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Bleep gives a life update. Um, yeah, could you? So you don't. Wait, you Sean, don't. If you take her last name and or she takes your last name, okay. you get married. Is she gonna have three hyphens? Ooh. Like her last name plus Wagner McGuff. What if her last name is Sean? <laughs> what, if, what if her what if her last name is like it's Sean. funny because the beginning of this podcast, I was like, you know, I kind of miss this. This is kind of fun. And then now it's like I'm ready to go to class. What if her last name is Wagner and it's Wagner McGuff Wagner? <laughs> I'm actually I'm not gonna disclose her last name for uh for her sake. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, but while I have you guys, I do want to weigh in real quick on a huge pressing issue from a couple months ago. You absolutely take the great white shark in the Olympic sized pool over the tiger in a cage. You so, were in the, you were on that podcast. No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. You weren't. No, you heard that it. That was like he, two months ago. He texted it and he texted us about it. No, we, yelled, we, we argue. Oh, maybe we argued with him over, over text. No, you do. No, no. Get him out of here, Debo. Good to see you, Sean. So we're you taking a break. Sean. Have fun in class. Yeah. Take um, out. Please don't take the great white shark. That's so stupid. Uh, okay, let's take a quick break and we come back. A lot more free agency stuff to break down. Explore the weaponization of rap lyrics in the criminal justice system in the new documentary, As We Speak, Rap Music on Trial. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. This is Sandra Herrera from Attacking Third, a podcast part of the CBS Sports Golazo Network dedicated to all things women's soccer. With the NWSL expanding to 14 teams, the 2024 season promises to be bigger and better than ever, and Attacking Third will be along for the ride from start to finish. Before that, though, we'll be all over the CONCACAFW Gold Cup, where the U.S. Women's National Team is looking to clinch silverware on home soil. We'll also be keeping tabs on the Winter Transfer Window, the Women's Super League, the UEFA Women's Champions League, and elsewhere. Coming to you multiple times a week with game previews, recaps, analysis, breaking news, exclusive interviews, and more, Attacking Third is your one-stop shop for the best coverage of the women's game. Download, follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found. Make sure you subscribe to Attacking Third. Okay, so 
The 40 minutes on Andy Dalton. What a world. Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, Ryan Fitzpatrick. We had three quarterbacks in there, Ryan. Oh, you know, we forgot to. I was trying to get to before Sean popped in. Uh, Jacoby Brissett to the Miami Dolphins on a one-year deal as well. I mentioned that. Okay, but we didn't. I I don't know if there's a lot to break down. I think that that signing Jacoby Brissett is kind of a half-hearted, we believe in Tua and aren't trying to trade for Deshaun Watson move. Maybe? I guess. I mean... I feel like if you have an opportunity to trade for Deshaun Watson still after this, you 100% do it. So maybe Tua- I guess I guess it's like Jacoby is a perfect backup for Tua. Where if things are going, I mean Brian Fitzpatrick's the perfect backup for Tua, but he's somewhere else. I'm just saying Jacoby can he can start some games for you. Well, and I feel like the contract is small enough here that it does it doesn't eliminate the Dolphins from trying to trade for a Deshaun Watson, right? Yeah. Or in a crazy case, a Russell Wilson. So. And maybe Jacoby's much more comfortable, although he probably wants to be competitor and all that, sitting on the bench that Ryan Fitzpatrick was, who, as Breach noted, was probably treated wrongly when they benched him because they they would have gone to the playoffs. I think Jacoby looks at it as a potential opportunity to get some starts if Tua, I mean, Brian Flores is yanking Tua Tua in and out of the lineup. He doesn't care. So I think Jacoby Jacoby probably sees it like that. Uh, He is from Florida as well, so that's probably a benefit. and, uh, I, I mean, look, I, I think Jacoby can, can be a starter. Ryan's got a P amazing. Um, I mean, I think Jacoby's a starting qual- uh, caliber quarterback. So we, you know, shall... but if you think that it's interesting that he would take a job in Miami, cause it feels like, you know, if they're willing to bench Ryan Fitzpatrick, who was clearly the better quarterback last year, two of might end up being better. He's just a rookie trying to get a feel for things coming off an injury. But last year, Ryan Fitzpatrick was the best quarterback on that team. And so if you're Jacoby Brissett, it feels like you're taking this job. You're absolutely going to be the backup. That's I don't think there's going to be a competition. They're just going to give Tua the job if they gave it to him during his rookie season. And so it's interesting that maybe Jacoby Brissett didn't look around more if he wanted to be a starter because there were teams that need starting quarterbacks this year. Uh, you know, like Bill Belichick wasn't interested. That's That, that would be – and I guess uh, Brissett does have a history with Brian Flores because – Flores was, was in there when New he was England, yeah, yeah, when yeah. Brissett was there. So like, I, I do feel like he thought, you know what? I can't get a starting gig. I'm going to go back to my hometown. I'm going to go play for a coach I'm familiar with uh, one year. And then we'll see what shapes up next year. <laughs> Drew, Drew as Hurst says, uh, Jacoby doesn't just doesn't realize he's better than Tua. Fitzpatrick knew he was better. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Jacoby thinks he's onto something, by the way, a goal explosion. In the old Atlantia Real Madrid game, three one Real Madrid. I had both teams to score and At- the Atalanta. At- that's what I said Atalantia, right? Atalanta. Just Atlanta with say, an extra A in there. I didn't say Atlanta. I said Atalantia. Anyway, the only way you can watch those Champions League games on Paramount Plus. So make sure and get your free month right now. If you sign up for Paramount Plus right now, you'll be catching all this Champions League action. You'll score some uh, some uh, March Madness that you can stream for free and. The timing of it is perfect that you will also get the Masters. So go get yourself live sports, great entertainment, and a mountain of entertainment on Paramount Plus. That was impromptu Paramount Plus read because I missed to add the uh, the bracket challenge, the pick six bracket challenge, which I know you guys are all signed up for. Pick yep. six brackets. The winner gets a hundred dollar gift card towards Paramount Plus. So that'll cover you oh. for the entire year. So Challenge link in the description, cbsports.com slash pick six brackets, hundred dollars towards Paramount Plus. Uh what happens from if like you know when I win? 
I won't. I, I haven't won a bracket. I haven't won a bracket challenge since Steph maybe Curry. Maybe you pick out a listener to give it to, or you give your Brinson sucks hat away. Can that be a prize? I was going to give away both. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm going to fill out ten brackets if the Brinson sucks hat is on the line. No, you can only do one. It's a, well it's because a, no, because if I win and I win the hat, then I'll have two of them and I'll wear them like this, like Sherlock Holmes, one frontward and run backward, and I'll take a picture and I'll tweet it out, and then I'll sell the tweet on Top Shot, and then I'll use that money. Uh, I'm not sure what for, but can we? Let me ask you something. Do you can know you, how? Do you know how anything works on the internet, Breach? Let me I ask d- you something. Can you imagine <laughs> being married? Can being married to Breach? What that must be like. Just, I mean, I'm not going to insult anyone's marriage considering that I, I can't imagine what it's like to be married to me. I refused <laughs> to trim my beard for like three months. My wife was about to murder me. I finally got a trimmer and I was like, oh, this is so much better. She's like, I'm going to kill you. She's like, she's been telling me to get a haircut for a week or like actually like a month. And I, I'm like, oh, I'll get one eventually. Um, anyway, let's. Uh, Always about you. I'm trying to make fun of Breach and you bring it back to you. Yeah, my fault. Thanks, Brenton. He went for the save. Threw I me a life raft. <laughs> Okay, so somebody, uh, KK Monster 54 is asking in the chat. You don't have to put it up, Debo, but he's asking about the Titans. We will get to them in a second. They did sign uh, They did sign somebody, and we'll get to that. But we need to talk about the New England Patriots uh, uh, once again today as, as predicted on this podcast yesterday. Yeah, you got that one right. I got that one right. I said, don't be surprised or something. I don't know what I said because I'd say too much, but I said, wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots went out and also signed Hunter Henry, and they did just that. Um, they signed him to a three-year, $37.3 million deal. I believe $25 million or so is guaranteed. They have the third and fourth highest paid tight ends in the league, and I got to tell you, I am kind of feeling this Patriots team all of a sudden. Hey, that was that's what I said yesterday. I'm all in on them. I mean, I bet, I bet them to win the division and win the Super Bowl yesterday. Yeah, I think that's fine. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, they still need four, a four to one to win the division. The quarterback situation is a big thing, and we we sort of have not really discussed it in, in detail. But I mean, it's only what free agency is only forty eight hours old. But last, remember when they signed Cam Newton? Like, oh, it's on. The Patriots are going to win it, and he couldn't throw the ball. So hopefully he's healthy, and hopefully he's better. But I do wonder. I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast. I did talk about it on HQ. If at 15 now, the Patriots are going to be focused on quarterback since they're, they've signed literally every available free agent in the last two days. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that is the big question because here's a fun fact for you guys. The Patriots are just the sixth team in NFL history to hand out uh, more than $100 million in guaranteed money during free agency. It does not happen often. They're already up to more than $150 million. Those are just the guarantees. The total contracts are up to like two seventy-five. dollars of the five other teams that did, none of them won a playoff game. So no one. Last year's Dolphins, the year before that Jets, but last year's Dolphins. No, 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 won. no, no, no. It was the um, Dolphins the, are on the, the list. The Dolphins are on the list. Dolphins are on the list. Yeah, but they, the other the other team that went to a wild card game is the the Giants. I know. I'm trying to make a comment, and you can add when I'm done. My point is that the Dolphins didn't go, but they would have gone if Breach's guy Ryan Fitzpatrick had played, but he didn't, so they didn't go. And the year before that, the Jets, and they just they they had nothing going right for them. And then uh, the two that lost in the wild card were the Bears and the Giants. Uh, the Bears. And so a lot, the thing that uh, those playoff teams have in common, the Dolphins probably could in the playoffs, like Ryan just said, they had Fitzpatrick, is kind of that quarterback question mark, where Trubisky was a question mark in 2018. Eli Manning was coming toward the end of his career in uh, 2016. And so that's where the Patriots are. You feel like there's a lot of talent, but as Ryan just said, can you trust Cam Newton? 
So I do want to point out one thing about these Patriot signings. And like I made my joke about Kendrick Bourne and, and Nelson Aguilar on Twitter and people, you know, get like 5 million people firing back. Like you don't know how NFL contracts work. It's like, I, I've been covering the NFL for 10 years. I understand how NFL contracts work. I mean, it's, Oh, look at that but, flex. No, no, I mean, I mean, I mean, by the way, you know, the, but, the bet, this is your NCAA tournament, like your ability uh, to go on Twitter and troll people that are trolling you. You take great pleasure in that. Like <laughs> Breach and I just prefer not to address it and yeah. not read the mentions. You make sure to read your mentions. Then you make sure to uh, quote tweet this person and call them out and try to shame them. Which Absolutely. You, you... Somebody named Lerald <laughs> was like tweeting at Here me. I'm like, I'm like, listen, like your name's Lerald. Okay. You're not allowed to talk to anybody about anything. Until you fix your name, Larold. What are you, a Larry or a Harold? Make up your damn mind. Uh, but anyway, back to the contract. So I think that this is important. The Johnu Smith deal to me looks like it's going to be a, a a real contract. Like huh. I, th- well, I mean, I think Bill Belichick wants Johnu Smith for the full duration of that contract. I won't be surprised if he plays plays it out. Hunter Henry, pretty close to it. Matthew Judon, we need to see the full details on. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, we don't have. That's two years, $22 million with $11 million guaranteed. So it may just be a one-year $11 million deal. Kendrick Bourne's contract, for instance, already posted up on Track. His base salary in 2021 is a $1 million, 1.416 signing bonus, a cap hit of $3.1 million, and they can um, – you know, they can basically cut him next year, this offseason, after this year. It's basically a one-year deal with $2.833 million in dead cap space next offseason. So, you know, or if it and if it's a two-year deal, you can cut him with $1.416 in dead cap, dead cap money in 2023. In, in other words, what I'm saying is that those deals plus the Jalen Mills deal are like they – it's like, oh, the Patriots are spending all this money, except Bill Belichick – has this is what I think happened. I think Bill Belichick saw that there would not be very many big spenders in free agency this year because the cap cap space is down because the salary cap has been lowered. People don't have as much money to spend. That means less demand in free agency. Additionally, the supply of players is, is great. There's because there's more players being cut because the cap is down. Those players are also willing to take less money on shorter deals so you have a supply that's increased and is suddenly cheaper and a demand that has decreased. That is the perfect time to go spend in free agency. And that's what Bill Belichick is doing to bolster his roster. Is there some like F you Tom for winning the Super Bowl? I got to get back to the playoffs built into this. Sure. If he signs Leonard Fournette for $7 million, is that like, you know, buying your ex-wife's new father-in-law's hardware store and setting it on fire just to show him that you have money? Absolutely. So maybe there's some spite there, but I really think this is an economic situation for Bill Belichick where he realizes he can improve his team. And then the question mark becomes, as you point out, you guys point out the quarterback. I don't know that they can solve it. Is that Depot's bathroom again? <laughs> What Second day in a row, Diva didn't know what you guys are hearing. I don't know. It sounds like a toilet. Did anybody else hear that on the podcast? Absolutely. I thought you were just messing with me yesterday. That is not me. <laughs> oh, it sounded like somebody flushed the toilet. Um, anyway, um, I was in the middle of ranting about something, and I was going to point out maybe it's maybe it's just my natural like it's a crap. Man, it, t- it's it's to play you off music. <laughs> <laughs> my point. My point being is that I think the Patriots have managed to get all of these pieces in place and 
they look like a team that can win if they get the quarterback spot right. And that's important because Cam Newton is not is not the world's worst fallback option with improved weapons. But you have a guy like Stephon Gilmore in the 15th overall pick that you could use to trade up to draft a quarterback. Or you have picks that you could trade for Deshaun Watson or Jimmy Garoppolo or even theoretically, I guess, Russell Wilson. Like they have the assets in place to do that. They have the salary cap room and Belichick has set them up nicely to move forward. So I am I am in on this Patriots bounce back. This burnt me last year, but I'm okay with that. This is not going to be a full COVID season the way it was last year. Knock on wood. I think what Bill Belichick is doing is doing four-dimensional chess, and it will show itself out in a couple of months. Yeah, it's not crazy. Uh, but, you know, if you were doing that, you would think that maybe you're getting some sort of discount. But he's playing full market price for guys like Matthew Judon and uh, uh, Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. It's not like they're getting discounts, you know. But, but I mean, but like Jonu Smith is a good purchase i i just think he's perfect for what the patriots want to do we covered that yesterday. you need you need a quarterback sure I, all this all this other stuff doesn't matter unless cam's working out you got to have someone who can get them the ball otherwise you know those i mean I, all that money I, for nothing. but i explained what they have options they have maneuver the question is do you think the patriots are like do you think bill belichick is sitting in his office right now with josh mcdaniel saying all right cam can do this even though he hasn't proven it's been probably three years since we've seen consistently good play from Cam Newton because of his injuries. Like before he had, was dealing with all these injuries, Cam Newton was a very good quarterback. He is not a very good quarterback right now. Maybe once he's completely healthy and he has this offseason in the Patriots offense, because he didn't get that last year. We know that because of COVID and he signed late. And so that's understandable. And he was playing a lot better before he got COVID. I right. Yes, exactly. So, so there is, you know, you can certainly make the argument that he'll be better, but if you're the Patriots, are, are you looking at the, the free agent list of people, you know, are you thinking about calling Mitchell Trubisky or Alex Smith and saying, Hey, should I bring one of these mm. guys in uh, to compete with cam? I, I think the Patriots are waiting to see what happens with Sam Darnold. There's somebody asking the, like, what's going to happen with Sam Darnold. I think they want to see what happens with Sam Darnold because that's going to affect potentially what happens with Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think they'll trade for Sam Darnold. That feels unlikely in the division, but I don't think it's out of the completely out of the question. Um, so I think they're waiting on that. I think they're waiting on some dominoes to fall, and they're probably getting involved in in the possibility of trading for some of these quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, oh, right, moving along. Wilson, the Giants signed Leonard Williams to a three-year, sixty-three million dollar deal. Did Dave Gettleman handle this correctly? <laughs> well. Uh, you start with Dalvin Tomlinson because Dalvin Tomlinson, apparently uh, the Packers wanted to sign to trade for him in the off season or during the regular season breach several times. And our buddy um, Dave Gettleman said, no, thank you. And then he ended up signing with the Vikings. I believe he sure did the Vikings. They have Michael Pierce coming back too. So that's a huge deal in the process. They missed out on a draft pick. So why wouldn't you trade da Dalvin Tomlinson, get a draft pick, to the Packers instead of just letting him walk in free agency and then uh, the Vikings assign him. So Leonard Williams, I think is the right thing. We know that that third round pick they gave up um, whenever they, uh, uh, whenever they traded for him, that was a, a contentious uh, talking point. So yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. He likes big fat guys. Leonard Williams played really well last year. Um, one of the interesting things that the Giants did for me and um, to, to channel John breach <laughs> is uh, I want to see how this John Ross thing works out. Like does he make the team? He's on a one-year deal. Can he offer anything? Is he any good breach? Like, what, what are the chances he makes a roster? Who? John Ross. 
Uh, I like the contract they gave him. One year, two and a half million, only one million guaranteed. That, that's a flyer. That's saying, look, this that guy says just, you may not make the roster, though. That's what well, th- no, that's absolutely what it says. You go home with a one million dollar consolation prize if you don't make the roster, which I'm sure John Ross would be more than happy with. But if I, I'm if I'm an NFL team and I can get John Ross for one million dollars, get him in the building, see if he can be a good receiver. I'm absolutely going to do it because he could be good. He he got a little bit better every year but when you were so bad to start off with that's not saying much uh so i I don't hate that move at all for the giants just because they didn't have to make a big investment to do it i don't mind the john ross deal the thing on dave gettleman i've been arguing with prisco about this all day on text he's like it's a great trade like i was like no it look signing Leonard williams this contract i don't mind he was awesome for the giants last year what i mind is that in the middle of the season in 2019 when the Giants were out of playoff contention, they gave up a third-round pick for Leonard Williams and then franchise-tagged him twice only to give him Aaron Donald money. If you had just waited until the season was over in 2019, the Jets were not going to re-sign him. You could have just signed him to like $15 million a year in free agency. And yes, you don't lo- you lose team control, which is Pete. You're like, you control that. It's like, yeah, you lose, t- you lose your control, but you gave up a draft pick for nothing. And then you don't get one back for Dalvin, Tom- Dalvin Tomlinson in the middle of the season last year. I know that they were trying to get um, a playoff run together. And Adam Azer, yeah. our colleague always is like, that would have done wonders for the giants. If they'd made the playoffs, like what, how, what? You had a moral support group that you need a playoff, like a playoff run in a sub 500 division. Get out of here. Um, so I, I like, I like Williams. I think he's a, I think he's, I liked him coming out of USC and thought he was, had a really high floor and he hadn't produced. And then all of a sudden he does it in his contract here. He, he could be a monster for the giants moving forward, but Dave Gettleman, this is his MO. I've been telling y'all, this is what he does. He is going to double and triple down on all of his investments. Daniel yeah, Jones. I mean, you're preaching to the choir. I don't think anyone, I'm are saying there, they're going to sign Saquon Barkley to an extension this offseason. Watch. Are there any Dave Gettleman syncophants in the way that breaches all up on Andy Dalton? Like, I don't. Uh, Prisco, people. maybe. I've never met one. Prisco. <laughs> old, old, old people, mostly. <laughs> you got to have the running back to win in football. Um, Saquon Barkley is a franchise player. So, yeah, uh, I, I agree. Uh, somebody in uh, pointed out in the chat that Ross uh, is – oh, uh, Debo asked, where did I go? I I have a smoke detector in my office that is – it's wired into the ceiling, and, like, every 12 hours it starts beeping. And I've reset the batteries a ton, mm-hmm. and I cannot get it to stop, and it's driving me crazy. Maybe it's too much hot air in that room. I've, 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 oh! I've, That was good. That was good. That's good. Uh, all right. Let's That's anyway. So if somebody, if somebody on the YouTube chat knows how to fix a, a wired smoke detector that keeps beeping uh, every twelve hours, I've, I've, I've flipped the switch. I flipped the the breaker, all that stuff. So let oh. me know. Uh, pass rusher news: The Titans signed Bud Dupree to a five-year, eighty-five million dollar deal, and the Bengals, after not retaining Carl Lawson, who's Signed. Where did Carl also go? Jets. He went to the Jets. Oh, the Jets. Oh my goodness. Jets. Oh, yeah. Jets. Yeah. Jets. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll circle back on the Jets in a second. Um, the Bengals lose Carl Lawson, but replace him with Trey Hendrickson on a four-year, sixty million dollar deal. Ryan, which one of those do you like better? I love the Bud Dupree deal. I saw the PFF uh, Pro Football Focus tweet out that it was the worst free agency deal of the day, which I found peculiar. I didn't. 
I don't know if they added any context to it, but that's what they tweeted. I don't know if they're just trying to get people fired up, but I love it. He's coming off the ACL. I think he'll be healthy. You know, ACL recoveries are, you know, they're, they're no big deal at this point. And that team had 19 sacks last year. Uh, Bud Dupree can get after the quarterback. So you have Bud Dupree, uh, you have Jeffrey Simmons, and who's the other big guy they have up front? But they have a lot of strength, and now they have someone off the edge that can bring a little heat. Jeffrey Simmons can bring a little heat from inside. They got to find a way to get after the quarterback. The Trey Henderson thing is a little weird to me, Breach, because why wouldn't you just keep your guy? Why are you don't letting get me him started? Walk? Just don't get me started. Why are you letting him walk Carl Lawson and then paying Hendrickson more money? This literally makes no sense. Now, as as the as the guy who lives in Nashville, who's also the Bengals fan, uh, I love the Bud Dupree deal about ten times more than I like the Trey Hendrickson to the Bengals deal. I like, you know, I thought the Titans were sitting out free agency at first. All of a sudden, they they get Bud Dupree, they get Danico Autry from the Colts, which I think helps because you had to beef up the defensive line. You had to help the overall pass rush. Oh, that's as, the other guy. Yep. Yeah, ahead. as you mentioned, and they also got Janoris Jenkins today, so they added some corner Ooh, help that, that was much needed. And so they really beefed up their defense. They have Mike Brable, a defensive guy who knows what he's doing. So I like what the Titans have done so far. Um so if I'm a Titans fan, yeah, you know, you're not happy that you just lost Johnny Smith and Corey Davis. You probably need to add another weapon or two. Uh, but I'm feeling better about the defense because, as Ryan mentioned, they only had 19 sacks. Uh, but you know who had fewer sacks than them in 2020? The Cincinnati Bengals. They had 17. They 17. That was dead last in the NFL uh, they had zero pass rush. That's why their defense was so bad. You know, their secondary wasn't horrible, but when you're back there and you have to cover guys for 12 seconds, uh, you know, no secondary <laughs> is going to be able to survive that. The Bengals couldn't do anything. And to let Carl Lawson walk, it all came up to guaranteed money. The, the Jets offered a certain amount of money up front. The Bengals weren't willing to do because that's not what they do. They don't like to uh, load up their contracts so that they're paying for them they're with a bunch of dead, dead cap down the road. And so because of the way they do deals, Carl Austin said, all right, I'm going to the Jets and you get Trey Hendrickson for the same amount of money, which is ridiculous because he's not as good as Carl Austin. We don't know if Car Trey Hendrickson is a flash in the pan or if he's actually going to be good. He's been in the NFL for four years. He's had one good season. It was last year. You know who else is on that defensive line in New Orleans? Cam Jordan. So when you have that kind of help, with you on defense, it's easier to be good. He is not going to have that kind of help in Cincinnati. I will be stunned if he ever hits double-digit sacks in Cincinnati. I will say this uh, in the Bengals' defense: they did sign Mike Hilton, the slot cornerback for the Steelers. That's a that's a huge get. Got him on a pretty good deal, and um, they make the Bengals better and the Steelers worse. Good. Ryan, I like that because they needed that after signing uh, a woozy from the Cowboys. Uh, oh, right. And uh, the Titan, the Titans also uh, released a Dory Jackson. Did you mention that? They did. I did not. Wow. Oh, that's your best with me. Uh, that's okay, not so, a big deal. Former so I've been, pick. So I've been. Yeah, I I agree. I just thought you were being sarcastic or something. Um. So. Uh, Adori Jackson. A three S has been asking in the chat. He's like, please tell me where Juju Smith Schuster is going. And he says he claims he will tell me how to fix my uh, smoke detector. Although gourmet bush crafter notes that it's probably just the sensor is dead but we'll 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 address the juju thing anyway uh is juju could juju land with the titans as somebody asked in there i 
I thought the Jets would be a landing spot for Juju, an easy landing spot for Juju, but they just signed Corey Davis, so I don't know if they double down and get Juju as well. Here's here's the thing about Juju. Like number one, AJ Brown is better than Juju. So do you want two? You want AJ, AJ Brown? AJ Brown is a billion times better than Juju. Well, my point is that they're similar type players. So do you no, want two of those no, players? No. Right. That's no. my point. Number one. Number two. Uh, no. What? They're not similar. Yeah, they are. AJ and Juju. Of course they are. They play in the slot. They're big. AJ. What? You, what? what? Juju is not AJ Brown. AJ Brown is a grown ass man. Juju is a TikTok dude. Okay, yeah, clearly you don't know what you're talking about, but that's okay. Uh, I don't think Juju Smith Schuster is is the number one receiver either. That's the issue. Like things went south once AB left, and yes, you know I've said this before. A lot of that has to do with the quarterback play, the lack of Big Ben being there, and he made some plays this year, but he wasn't a difference maker. Deontay Johnson, Deontay Johnson was the number one receiver on that team when he wasn't dropping passes. That's that was Ben's go to. Uh, Juju's an, an intermediate and you know short route guy. He can occasionally catch the deep balls, but he's not a guy that's smoking people down the field. So I I don't know where a good fit for him is. It's going to have to be opposite a guy who's number one and who's who's sort of a a down the field playmaker. I don't know where where that happens to be and if it's going to be the money he wants to get because Kenny Galladay is still out there. Um, I don't think, and Prisco was tweeting about this, Kenny Galladay, some NFL teams view as a number two. If that's the case, I know they view Juju as number two because Juju is not better than Kenny Galladay when, when Kenny's healthy. Uh, maybe the Bears, you play behind Allen Robinson. You don't have to be the number one guy there. Uh, the Bills play behind Stefan Diggs. Don't have to be the number one guy there. Um, I, yeah. If he wants to win a Super Bowl ring, maybe go to Kansas City. They could use a weapon to take some heat they off. They don't of. have they don't have cap space. They're trying to fix an offensive line. Well, that's what I said. If yeah. you want to win a Super Bowl ring, so you're willing to take a discount, then I maybe you think about uh, the Dolphins. The Dolphins. They could the use Dolphins, a weapon. The Dolphins. I could see the Raiders. Wait, I mean, wait the Dolphins have Preston Williams, and they have um your guy Devontae, Devontae Parker. Parker. Yeah. So how about the Packers? Here's here's what's the happening. Packers. Packers is a good one. Again, I don't think they have cap space, though. Yeah, Packers could work. Here's what's happening with these wide receivers is that Kenny Galladay and Juju Smith-Schuster are looking to get massive contracts in free agency. And these I'm NFL... i 18 to 20 million, probably. Right. They're looking to get top-of-the-market wide receiver money because they're young. They've been productive at various points. There certainly are question marks you can have on both guys. Um, but what's happening is that they're out there looking for these contracts. And, and there's first of all, there's not a ton of teams as we point out that are like absolute perfect fits. I mean, I think the giants can make sense with Galladay. Uh, I think the, the jets can make sense with Juju, but if you're the jets, would you rather just keep Jamison Crowder for 10 million bucks or pay yep. Juju some, I got to really just keep Jamison Crowder. I think breach is right. I think the Packers is probably his best landing spot. And that's Raider, the only Raiders could make sense, but they don't really have a ton of money. If you want to win, I, I, I don't like, I don't know. think Juju cares about winning. You could be right. In terms of good, he fits, wants like, to go where he can make the coolest TikTok videos. Like, I guess Las Vegas does make sense as a possible fit. You have Henry Ruggs there, so something. Every Terrell Williams, I think they signed Ruggs him. and Juju is a nice combination. They signed a receiver. Who they sign? Um, they signed. Oh, no, they they haven't signed anyone yet. Okay, uh, so but I, I think the Packers seems like a no brainer, but they're not spending money on Juju. Yeah, I don't think. And my my point being is that these these teams are looking at what Juju and what Kenny Galladay want. Ooh, what about the Ravens? Galladay makes a lot of sense for the Ravens too. I think. I think they both do because you sure. don't want to get another smallish Hollywood Brown type receiver because that clearly isn't working. But yeah, I, I'm just saying that these teams are looking at it. And they're like, all right, we can pay these guys what they want, or we'll just draft a receiver in this first, second, or third round. Right. And if you hit on that receiver, you know, you got him on a much cheaper deal without having to. You know, I just think that it's a it the position is so loaded in this class in particular. Another another team that makes a lot of sense, football team. 
Football uh, team needs a second guy. Opposite I, Terry I, McLaurin. That could be a good fit. Juju or uh, Galladay or either one. I'm, I'm thinking Juju because I think that was the original question. Sure. Um, and if you, I'm just trying to like, so if you take Ryan Fitz, Ryan Fitzpatrick with Juju, <laughs> that, I'm saying like, that'd be fun. Terry McLaurin, Juju, Antonio Gibson, Gibson yeah. Logan Thomas, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is a kind of a. I'm in. I'm here for it. I mean, is that team winning the division? They're they're giving the Cowboys all they can handle. That defense is so much better than the Cowboys defense. Woo! I, I love at, it. At three to one, I'd much rather have Washington than than Dallas in that spot. Um, okay. Any more questions in the chat? Feel free to ask us. Uh, what I'm missing some kind of news that happened that I'm forgetting about. Everything's happened. All of it. The the Raiders cutting their center magically out of nowhere. In addition to trading the offensive uh, Trent Brown to the to the uh, Patriots, traded, traded Trent Brown, cut Richie Incognito, cr- cut J- Gabe Jackson. Uh, Rodney Hudson was the only person left. They cut him, even though it's going to cost them two million dollars against the salary cap. They're not even picking up space. It's going to cost them money to cut their starting center, and they did it anyway. Oh, I, I know what I know what it was. Do we want to? Uh, yeah, th- that was weird. The Rodney Hudson thing. I think um, somebody mentioned Arizona for him as a landing spot. That could make a lot of sense. You want to shore up that offensive line Pittsburgh. in front of. Pittsburgh can make a lot of sense. Can't afford them. I just wonder what the Ra- what are the Raiders doing? Because if the Raiders, like, I know that we get crap for this being an anti Raiders podcast, but like, if the Raiders, if the Raiders don't have an offensive line, and they don't have a good defense, or their defense is only marginally improved, and they really just have Darren Waller and Henry Ruggs in the passing game, and Derek Carr behind a bad offensive line, what are the Raiders? I think Breach said this, or maybe someone else said it on Twitter. If you want an offensive line, and that's one at the top of the to-do list for Russ Wilson, this isn't the way. Oh, that was you. Oh, sorry. This isn't the way to go about doing it. That was actually. It was like it was like. I mean, Andy Dalton signed, so the Bears are out on Russ. We found out. Adam Schefter reported that the Cowboys are obviously out on Russ because they signed Dak Prescott. The Raiders are dismantling their offensive line, and the Saints just signed Jameis Winston. As crazy as it sounds is that if I had to rank those four teams based on who might still trade for Russell Wilson, it feels like they're all out. So they've all done their thing, but I would probably put the saints at the top of the list because they're the biggest uh, question mark right now. And I feel like they might have the most to offer the Seahawks in terms of like talent. They could send that way. Uh, Somebody asked in the chat, is it time for Mike Mayock's job? Is, it time, is Mike is Mike Mayock on the hot seat? Basically, is the question. And who knows um, if he's making the decisions? He's not. This is it's all John Gruden. It's John Gruden is making these these picks. John Gruden is making these calls. And eventually, when the Raiders suck for long enough, John Gruden will blame it on Mike Mayock, fire him, and bring somebody else in. And then we'll see if it works. I mean, I, I apologize because I think Gruden is better than I thought he would be from a play calling perspective. That, yeah, he's not good. That was it. But see, that was the whiff on my part in evaluating Gruden coming back to the NFL, assuming that he would just be bad across the board. He's been a good playmaker, but his he's been the same guy he was in Tampa Bay. Like when he's doing the grocery shopping, he's not great. When he's doing the play calling, he's awesome. But so he doesn't. He, he's good as, as the chef. Is that how he's good? Yeah. Bring in oh. the ingredients and he can cook. But he doesn't need to be the guy at the grocery store buying all the buying all the products. You got to get the premium ingredients. He tries to get stuff on sale that's about to be expired, and then it, it, when he makes the lasagna, it blows up. Um, 
you guys ever put up a recap screen? This guy went where? Do we have to endure your ugly mugs the whole time? Some of us need to catch up. That's a fair point because I have to, I keep it manually. I've been doing that for the last few years. I don't think there's any sort of, is there anywhere we can go as Breach hides his face to make the viewers feel better? Yeah, uh, we need we would need a producer to step up. Is the problem? No, no. I... <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Meanwhile, Devo's on the call with a good podcast. I know, Devo's like, I uh, hate this podcast. Get, oh he's, he's trying to get hired away to the. And, and you guys were talking about Gruden. I was looking for this quote real quick that he got asked uh, last year. I think whatever it was, or when they traded Quill Mac, he said he was trying to justify the Quill Mac trade, and he said. We wouldn't have Trent Brown. We wouldn't have Antonio Brown. We wouldn't have LaMarcus Joyner. We wouldn't have Vontez Burpick. And we wouldn't have Tyrell Williams if we would have kept Khalil Mack. And then after when the season started, every press conference, he would lead up by saying, we got to find ways to get after the quarterback. We're just not really good at getting after the quarterback. Yeah. You mm. think? Uh, the dolphins are by the way are signing malcolm brown if anybody cares about that the titans signed janoris jenkins the Jaguars signed rayshawn jenkins and then uh, one more thing that we need to talk about it um quickly the Jets signed we mentioned this jet signed Corey davis and carl lawson i i like that by by joe douglas spending I love jared davis too i think they signed a linebacker out of, out of um, oh i like gerard. gerard is it gerard or jared gerard, yeah yeah um i i like like i don't mike mccagnan spin on a running back and a middle linebacker. You know, Joe Douglas at least spinning on an edge rusher, a 25-year-old edge rusher and a 26-year-old wide receiver who we, people liked coming into the draft but who just didn't produce early on in his career and coming out of small school. So I don't mind the upside shots on Corey Davis and Carl Lawson at two really big positions of need for the Jets. And if, look, Sam Darnold isn't the most accurate quarterback in the world, get him the biggest wide receivers you can find and see if that helps. Denzel Mams is big. Corey Davis is big. Go for it. And uh, did we mention everything Jacksonville did? I know you mentioned that Malcolm Brown got traded from the Saints to Jacksonville, but they also added Marvin Jones and Shaquille Griffin. So they've been pretty busy in free agency. And, uh, you know, Brian and I have always talked about how we think Marvin Jones is a good receiver. You toss him in there with the weapons that Jacksonville already has. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence is going to show up and he's throwing to DJ Chark. He has uh, James Robinson in the backfield. Now Marvin Jones. Yeah, that seems like a pretty solid offense. I mean, could Jacksonville be a sneaky pick to to get to the playoffs in 2021? Yeah, yeah. No, we've we've both said seven and nine when we were talking about the AFC South last week. The Jaguars? No, stop it. Um, We will not stop it, Brenton. (laughs) You stop it. The Ravens signed uh, Derek Wolf. Are you saying the Jaguars are a sneaky pick for the playoffs or the Jets? Jacksonville. It's ridiculous. Uh, well, before we go, I should give an Andy Dalton update. No, on... stop it. You don't want the update on you can your... Do it. You can do it in your winners and losers. Before on your we... poll? Oh, do we're doing it. winners and losers? Do it yeah. on your own. Yeah, pay attention to the Slack thread so you won't yeah. drag this out. We're trying. Debo has things to yeah. do, and you keep talking about Andy Dalton. Tired, oh of hearing, tired of hearing Andy Dalton talk? <laughs> want to fill out a bracket? Need some help? Well, CBS Sports HQ has got you covered with nonstop coverage of every game from every region of the NCAA tournament. Leave it to the experts this year. We know you might be rusty after taking last year off. Stream CBS Sports HQ all week long. Soon your smartphone, your uh, you can get it on Paramount Plus, you can get it on Pluto TV, you can get it wherever you want. Um, CBS Sports app, tons of content on there. Uh, Somebody 29th year fantasy football commissioner here. Do you guys ever have guests on the podcast? Yeah, all the time. I guess. I think we do, right? Yeah, Breach and I technically are guests. 
It is yeah. your podcast. Yeah, it's my my podcast. Um, winners and losers. Uh, we didn't do them yesterday because we ran long, but we're running long now. We're going to do them anyway. So uh, feel free to incorporate anybody, anybody from the first two days of free agency that's a winner or a loser. Because by the time we do this, the new league hero will have started and we'll have plenty of more information. Uh, KK Monster 54 is asking, where where's Pat, Patrick Peterson going? Subscribe to All Things Covered and follow All Things Covered Pod or ATH. A- ATC Covered Pod on Twitter. The handle was, was taken. It's a whole ordeal. But All Things Covered <laughs> Pod on Instagram, YouTube channel, podcast, all that stuff. He will let everybody know. He's going to announce it on that social media feed. All things covered pod was taken. Yeah. And you can only have 16 characters on Twitter. Uh, we tried to get it. We tried. We gotcha. might have to, to, to work with Twitter a little bit. This is the time I should announce that I actually own it and I'm willing to sell it for $7. I was going to say $8, but sure. One, one top shot. Um, I'll go first. My winner. Yeah. This is a, this is a sneaky winner. The Los Angeles Chargers. They got Corey Lindsley, highest paid center in the league. That solves one problem. Mike Pouncey retired. We sort of talked about this yesterday. They got Matt Filer, the offensive tackle for the formerly the Steelers. That's a huge loss for the Steelers. They keep losing guys. They're bleeding players left and right. So they have a few more needs to fill along the offensive line, but they're going in the right direction, unlike the Raiders, for example, who are just cutting anyone who weighs over 285 pounds. Uh, so I think it's a great move. I love Corey Lindsley. Uh, I like Matt, Matt Filer to start and contribute, and that's going to make life easier for old uh, Justin Herbert, who is going to the playoffs in year two, baby. Uh, are you next, Brenton? Uh, I think you're next, Breach, and presumably you're going to go with Andy Dalton or the Bears. <sighs> if, you, you know, if, you, if you don't go with Andy Dalton or the Bears, we don't want to hear an update. Yeah, no kidding. So you either go with Andy Dalton <laughs> He or wants you a, don't give your update. He All wants right, extra time to talk about in Andy that Dalton. case. Uh, my winner is Andy Dalton. Is not the Bears. The Bears are not a winner. But Andy Dalton individually is a winner. Uh, you know, he roughed it out with the Cowboys last season, and now he is going to a team that has faith in him. He's going to an offensive coordinator that he knows. And you know what? If I learned one thing today, it is that the internet also believes in Andy Dalton. <laughs> Brinson. Put out his poll. Who would you take if you were starting an NFL team? Who would you draft tomorrow? Andy Dalton or Jared Goff? Andy Dalton got 25% of the votes, which is about 10% more than I thought he was going to get. So I am happy with that. And I would also like to end my winner's column with this Andy Dalton fun fact. He has a 5-2 and career record against the Packers, Vikings, and Lions. And that is the division he is headed to. Um, what was going to be your uh, winner? Otherwise, I mean, it was no, the I'm not sharing anything. You made me use Andy Dalton. I'm happy, and I'm not. I, I might need that winner for tomorrow or Thursday or next time we do. I want to know who it was. Who was it? I might Please don't let, let him quit talking. He's going to start talking about Andy. Dalton. My winner, Andy Dalton's family, was going to be my next winner because they get to move to Chicago, which is a beautiful city. I visited many times when my good friends uh, Nate and Justin both live there. I hope Andy Dalton moves next door to them. I can hang out with Dalton. Be a dream come true. Breach was hanging out with Dexter in Chicago, uh, (laughs) Miami, wherever you lived. Uh, My My, winner. Miami. Yeah. Um, My winner, Bill Belichick, the Patriots and Cam Newton. I I'm buying in on what the Patriots did in free agency. I know it's spending a lot of money. I get it. Um, But I think that what, 
they did was shore up some key pieces, key areas of need. And by getting those two tight ends, you're going to see that Patriots offense start to function a lot better. They left plenty of avenues open to get various quarterbacks to bring in if they don't think Cam is the full-time answer, which is very possible. And I would not be surprised at all if the Patriots are back in the playoffs next year and Bill, we're, we're all regretting questioning Bill Belichick's legacy while Tom Brady stole a Super Bowl as a wild card. How about your loser, Wilson? I'm going with the Steelers. They typically don't do anything in free agency. That's not uncommon, but they are bleeding players, as I just mentioned, left and right. Bud Dupree uh, went and signed with the Titans. That's a great move for them. Marquise Pouncey, Vance Johnson both retired. Matt Filer, as I mentioned, signed with the Chargers. Mike Hilton signed with the Bengals, uh, Breaches Bengals. Tyson Alu-Alu, who had a great season last year, returned to Jacksonville. Uh, they've lost over 2,000 defensive snaps on the players they've just lost in free agency so far. They've, they've re-signed Cam Sutton, who was a part-time player. He'll probably start more this year. And they signed B.J. Finney uh, as the backup center, as we sit here, formerly at the Bengals prior to that. He was with the Steelers. They're in a bad shape. And uh, I'm not going to go so far as to say something crazy like Andy Dalton's the second-best quarterback in that division. But Ben Roethlisberger, depending on what happens with Joe Burrow, and thankfully Zach Taylor's still in Cincinnati. So Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers have a chance to be close to the fourth-worst team in that division. But I think Zach Taylor will save them. But they, they are not in good shape. Uh, Brian, that's very nice here. Maybe the Bengals can actually finish ahead of them in the standings. They can't. They have Zach Taylor. Oh, ho, ho! <laughs> I, I walked right into that. That was like, that wasn't just a dunk. That was like, where you, oh man, I don't want to say you, the word. You're like drunkenly stumbled onto the, onto like a professional basketball court. Yeah. <laughs> and now there's, there's Spalding on the top. Ah! Of the All right, go ahead. Breach. Uh, my loser is. The Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, look, their biggest free agent signing so far is Yannick Ngakwe. And guess what? That's, this is his fourth team in like 14 months. This is this is the star of your free agent class that is not great, especially uh, because he doesn't play on the offensive line, which is the position you need right now. They have either cut or traded four of the five starting offensive linemen that were with them in week one of the 2020 season. This is insane. I have no idea what the Raiders are doing. I don't know what their plan is. Maybe Rus John Gruden's trying to trade for Russell Wilson, and that's going to fix everything. If that happens, I will take them off my loser list. But if it does not happen, and, and let me just say that Brinson is the noted Raiders hater. Wilson and I will sometimes defend them and kind of walk Brinson off the ledge. We cannot do that right now. This is just an abomination. I have no idea what's going on. I don't know what the Raiders are doing. They're in my loser column. Yeah, they were definitely going to be one of my possible losers. Um, but uh, I decided not to go with the the Raiders because Breach did. Um, yes. I was, I think I'll, I'll list two really quickly. One, because Breach sort of touched on it. But I think Russell Wilson's a loser. Ooh. Russell Wilson demanded the Seahawks do a bunch of stuff. And then said he wants control and then said, if you don't do that, then you got to trade me. And the Seahawks have done none of those things. They've watched a bunch of other teams sign offensive linemen. They lost Shaq Griffin, who's maybe their best uh, defensive player, who's a free agent. He's going to, to Jacksonville. And they, you know, I mean, like all of the things that Russ has asked for, none of it's happened. Andy Dalton signs in Chicago. Dak signs in Dallas. Um, the Raiders offensive line dismantled. Suddenly... The sea, like there's no tr there's no landing spot unless the same isn't isn't Russ still a winner because he's in Seattle. I mean, he's not in New York with the Jets. I'm, I'm just I'm just saying that like I think Russell's Russ's leverage 
That's, for yes, that creating a trade is sort of evaporated, which means it's like, all right, shut up and come back and play. You're under. Yeah, you know, you know, so, I, I got one more loser. I just put it in okay. Slack. Sure. Yeah, why don't you read this? It's from William William Hill. This is my favorite loser. All right, from William Hill, uh, David Bierman of ESPN reports that the Chicago Bears Super Bowl odds went from forty to one to fifty to one following the Andy Dalton signing at William Hill. <laughs> What? That makes that makes anyone who bets on the Bears a winner. We're getting the full Dickie V. It's March, baby. Oh my and, gosh. And if you bet a hundred dollars on the Bears, now you win five thousand instead of four thousand. So that no. makes anyone who bets you on the Bears a winner. $100. But if you bet a hundred dollars last week thinking that they were gonna win, you now lost a, like a ton of value. No, you, still, you lose the same one hundred dollars though. But you lose a thousand dollars that you would get back. No, you gain a thousand. Uh, if you're you lo- bet on now, what are you, you talking you're about? You're losing a hundred dollars is the bottom line. That's yeah. what, no matter what you're losing a hundred, but the fact that, that is that- hilarious that their odds drop from 40 to 50. I love that Chicago bears fans were, they're losers too. They were all <laughs> in on like, we're getting Ross or Deshaun. Oh my God. Our team's going to finally take off. This is going to work out. It's like you got Andy Dalton and the bears NFC North odds fell from plus 475 <laughs> to plus 550. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm going to bet all of that, guys. I'm betting all of it. You know what this is like? This is like you think you're going to go on a date with uh, who's who's like uh, Taylor Swift or Kate Upton, and then you end up going on a date with Velma from Scooby-Doo. Oh, that's okay. She's smart, though. No, this sure. is like this is like Breach reading the paper that the Titanic sunk, and he goes out the next day and buys stock in the Titanic. That's Breach. <laughs> oh, oh the odds got longer. I can win more. Well, you uh, know what? I said I was going to bet the Bengals to win the division. I'm going to parlay it with the Bears to win the <laughs> NFC North, and then we'll see who's winning 80 grand. All right, yes, we will. Yeah, yes, we will. It'll be it'll be whatever casino you bet with. That'll show up. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, all right. Finally, uh, one final loser. I think free agent wide receivers. I know we know Corey Davis Ooh. got paid, but I think Kenny Galladay and Juju Smith Schuster. Man, they did. They are not getting the contracts that they thought they were going to get, and that I mean that has to make them kind of big losers in this spot. So uh, certainly a nightmare for those guys. All right, Samuel, Will Four, just a couple of the guys that are still sure. out. White Olden, AJ Green, bunch a lot of, of big names, exactly. Um, all right, lot of uh, lot of free agency news coming. New league year kicks off at uh, 4 p.m. tomorrow. That's an hour and a half p- freshly baked Pick Six podcast for you. Come back tomorrow, either 4 or 5 p.m. We think it's going to be four. You can chat in the you can chat in the YouTube's with us. You can ask us any questions. We'll be here for live breaking news. Last year we did a live, I think a live pod. We're we doing the pod and oh oh my god. F you guys. You said no good trade. DeAndre Hopkins got traded while we were podcasting last year. Oh, there you go. That's a good one. Golly, every year there's a big trade. We're getting something big. Something spicy 90 tomorrow. minutes to remember that one. Yeah, no, it's pretty bad. Uh, in the meantime, subscribe, rate, and review. If you have something you want to leave, a, a, if you have a, a mailbag question, we do them on Fridays. Leave a five-star review with your mailbag question. For John and Ryan, I will. We'll see you guys later. Hit Paramount Plus original docuseries returns. The last time I saw Max, he looked at us laughing, and then everything changed in a blink of an eye. My feeling as a detective is that he was murdered. Yahoo Entertainment calls it a spine-chilling docuseries showcasing real-life tragedies. What if it was your child who went missing? We need to know the truth. Never seen again. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.